0: Hey everyone, welcome to the latest edition of Do It at Brio. I'm really excited today to welcome Joel Lowe onto the show. And the reason I'm excited is because we're going to talk about a subject which I experience all the time when I'm talking to people, when I'm talking to candidates, really the, the mental health around job hunting, which can be a really mentally challenging time for so many people at the moment. Um, hey Joel, would you, would you love to jump in and introduce a little
1: bit, yeah, sure. <clears throat> so, my name is uh, Joel Lowe. I'm a clinical psychologist. I've been practicing for about a decade now, I think. Um, and I run a center called the Mind Psychological Services and Training. Um, and I'm a clinical psychologist, so I typically work with clients with you know a host of uh, mental health uh, difficulties from your day to day ones like stress and communication issues, all the way to your bipolar oh. disorders and OCDs and that kind of stuff. Look. wow,
0: mm. fantastic. <clears throat> Actually, have, have you ever been unemployed yourself? Have you ever been in a position where you're concerned that you're unemployed and concerned about the ability to get um, a new job?
1: I think my, my experience is a bit different, right? So as a clinical psychologist, you know, we are required to do a fair amount of uh, studying before we are let out into the wild, so to speak, like, Right. Um, so uh, unlike most uh, professions where you 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 graduate a degree and then you go job hunting, um, I've had to do my honors and then my master's after that so I was a uh, poor student for a very very long time lah, right so I think it was a trade-off like so I started entering the workforce a bit later but what that meant was that once I got my master's it was that much easier to get a job I think because there's not many of us anyways right I think the latest numbers yeah. at what yeah. 250 around there clinicians in Malaysia clinical psychologists in Malaysia. Um, so wow. that was my experience, right? So it's a bit different. So I was unemployed for the longest time, but because I was studying. But once I graduated, it was mm. relatively easier to get a job. Um, but that being said, in Malaysia, the clinical psychology field is a bit, um, there's not many full time positions available. More often than not, it's one where you are working mm. as a consultant for multiple centers. So that can get a bit unnerving sometimes, right? And that could quite be similar to mm. people who are looking for jobs or unemployed at the moment.
0: No, understood. Uh, I mean, I, I spend, as a recruiter, I spend most of my life talking to candidates, um, whether I'm trying to mm-hmm. hire them for my own company or if I'm working for certain NGOs or, or working with uh, government-linked companies uh, to work on various initiatives linked to employment. I spend so much time talking to, to candidates. And I talk to many who are, you can, you can tell straight away that they're very, very demotivated. Right, right. But then there's there's some who are, past that you can you can tell that they've they've got very low self-esteem mm-hmm. and, and and they're bordering on, on depression and, and when someone's demotivated i i, I kind of know how to deal with that Right, like mm. i i've i've managed teams large teams and and worked with lots of people and it's a common problem in in all walks of life that people get demotivated and i kind of know how to prep people up but i i don't know how to deal with someone who has gone beyond mm. that and, and is that that does actually have a, a mental health issue caused by the stress of job right. hunting um as a as a random person on the end of a phone you know mostly i do these interviews yep. over a phone or a video call they don't know who i am we, we just start a conversation uh, and and go from there as almost a random person how how can i play lead a positive uh, or have a positive impact on that person's mental health issues.
1: Um, I think you can definitely, because I think you know it's also really about. I think a lot of times the the, the you know when someone is job hunting, and I've worked with quite a few people who have been in sta- various stages of their employment or unemployment, in that sense, right. right? I think there are different factors in which, um, you know, the the inability to find a job is going to impact them. I mean, obviously, the most clear-cut one is just not being employed. Like, I think that's definitely a big uh, key item there, right? But I also think that in terms of the manner in which the interview goes uh, goes along, the the responses that they get from the interviewers, for example, and things like that, that's also definitely going to a play, play a big role in terms of how they feel after the session, right? For example, if a candidate doesn't fit, um, you know, the, the role that you're hiring for, you know, you could say, sorry, you don't fit the role um, because, you know, you're not qualified, you're not certified and XYZ, ABC, and that's the standard way of doing things, right? But instead of focusing on the negatives, if you focus more on the positives and suggesting mm. that perhaps, hey, you, you, you're you looking at this role here, but that doesn't seem to be the right one for you, and helping them to troubleshoot and maybe point them in the right direction, that could be actually a really good way to give them a little bit of a boost, right? Because it's such a big change, right? Usually, it just get rejected and that's a mm. full stop. But here you are giving them some good functional um uh, uh, practical advice as well and i think that could be a really good way to pick them up and give them a bit of a boost i think
0: mm, yeah i think uh, i think recruiters always come in for a bad rap i think they've got very tight yeah. deadlines and sometimes they, they they just need to go from candidate to candidate to candidate but sometimes taking taking two yeah. minutes to be constructive okay. It, it can make a huge difference in in, in people's life I, I know it because I've been on the opposite side myself when people have either ignored me or 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 they've taken the time just to answer and and just to to, to give me a one sentence a guideline to, to help me. it makes such a big difference yeah, that's right um, but that's you know I, I I have had personal experience with with being unemployed when I moved to mm-hmm. Malaysia It wasn't for a job I, I moved here because my wife is Malaysian. So, and, it, and it took me probably six months of job hunting wow. uh, before I found a job, right. and, and especially for a non-Malaysian living in Malaysia without a work mm. permit, it makes it right. doubly hard because no one wants to give, no one wants to sponsor a work permit. Um, so I've, I've been in that position myself, and I think for me, the, the issues that, that 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 I found were three three key issues. One is that you've got no income mm-hmm. coming in, mm-hmm. and obviously the world is built around money, and if you've got no money coming in, it, it severely limits what you're what you're able to do. Right um the constant rejection yeah yeah and and i think when you're job hunting i i can't think of another time in a person's life where they receive as much rejection as they do when they're when they're job hunting unless you're a salesman and you're being (laughs) rejected every day by by by, by right right. job hunting is the time of your life when you receive the most rejections and it's and it's tough and then the other the the third factor is just the the uncertainty about your life Mm -hmm. that you don't know What's going to come next? You don't know what's happening. You don't know how long your job hunting is going to last. Right. Um, which 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 of these three factors do you think plays the biggest part on people slipping into uh, kind of mental health health issues when um, they? I think
1: of the three that you mentioned. I think I gravitate more towards the the final one, the third one, where there's no answer. There's this sense of uncertainty and there's no end in sight, I think a lot of times mm. uh, human beings we actually do. Um, enjoy and also thrive on knowing things or doing things with some finality in mind like we know there's an end point we know there's an end goal and things like that right and many many times when you speak to people it's the uncertainty of it that really gets to them because i just don't know what's going to happen and the human mind is, is is a wonderful thing in the sense that you can think of things like wi-fi and Streamyard and, and zoom calls and things like that's brilliant right you can think about a lot of fantastical stuff but it also means that when we encounter something with no um no answer or no end in right? It means also that our mind goes into hyperdrive and think- thinking about all these negative scenarios or negative doomsday catastrophic kind of situations occurring in that sense, lah, right? So it's not just about not finding a job. It's so normal for us to then amplify that to me, you know, being homeless, not being able to start a family, can't take care of my loved ones. It just you know it mutates lah, and it creates bigger and bigger and bigger lah. So I think of the three that yeah. like you mentioned, I think no. that's probably the... Yeah, it's snowballs, definitely, right? I think that's definitely the biggest one that would um, uh, impact a lot of people. And I think i probably throw one more in the ring, right? I think one more thing that makes it so difficult is that in our modern-day society, and culture, especially in Malaysia, like, so much of our identity is um, centered around um, our jobs, right? You, know, you, you go for dinners, you meet people for the first mm. time, they ask you, hey, what do you do, right? And I think that's such a normal, off-the-cuff question to ask. And it's entered our psyche la, that our professions really are our identity, la, I think, right? And I think when we don't have one or we're unemployed in between jobs, it can be quite a struggle because, you know, you tell someone that, oh, I'm unemployed, I'm not doing anything. You know, it's not just a financial hit, but it's also an ego hit as well. I think that's also a big thing that we would a lot of people go through. That's, uh, that, that's interesting, and I think uh,
0: it leads me on to a subject, which, are, which I've, I've been waiting for an opportunity to talk to a professional uh, right. about. Um, I, di- I did a podcast a few weeks ago about uh, uh, identities and mm-hmm. how we have different professional identities right. and different home identities mm-hmm. and different rela- uh, identities for different groups of friends, um, and how dangerous it, it can be to uh, base so much of your identity around what you do right. for, uh, for, for a living. Right. Um, because when you, when, uh, if you base so much of your identity and self-worth around it when you do lose a job, it can it can be devastating to your uh
1: your your mental health.
0: But actually I I mean I've heard people talk about it before and the idea of these different identities and things like this. Um but I wasn't sure how much of it is just kind of (laughs) pop psychology and how much it is actually really backed up with research
1: and, and things like this. Yeah, I, no, I I think, you know, a lot of pop psychology is grounded on, on good research, like good uh, sound research. It just gets, uh, uh, I don't know if I can say this word on there or not, but uh, bastardized along the way, right? It just gets mutated and, you know, people take on like 5% of it and they just yeah. run with it, that kind of thing. Uh, but I think, John, you're absolutely right. La. I think it is a danger. It is something that is risky because when our sense of identity, when our self-esteem, when our ability to gauge whether or not we're doing a good job or a bad job is centered around the work that we do, that means we literally are putting all the eggs into one basket. La. So when that basket goes away, we crumble, we actually get shattered. La, right. Um, for example, if you have some, if you know someone who prides themselves on doing a good job, like pleasing their bosses and their clients, for example, and that's the measure of their worth, right? When that goes away and they don't have that measure anymore, they, then they start questioning, like, am I worth anything? Am I worth um, something, right? And that can be indeed very, very dangerous. And you see a lot of people who go into depression after that or experience like anxiety, panic attacks, their struggles uh, stem from something like that like, when they lose that measure or that gauge of how uh, competent they can be or they are like, in that sense. Like, right. So I think um, you're absolutely right and I think it's, it, it is something that is quite dangerous and quite um, tricky, like, so to speak. Like, right. Um, so I think oftentimes the, a good balm towards this like, is to make sure that you are uh, agile like, in that sense, like, have different ways to have that gauge, different ways to measure how good or competent that you are. And also be able to to have different ways to identify yourself in that sense and not just with work but with other aspects as well a
0: mm. no, very interesting area and it's it's an area that mm-hmm. i guess always concerns me uh about myself as well because i know I, I i get very involved in the work that i do and, and the, the companies that, that i work for mm-hmm. uh, so it's a very interesting area and i think I, I meant to ask you a question earlier when i was asking about what can i do when i want to a call or an interview with someone to to help them out of difficult situations but when we're on the subject of mm. that kind of pop psychology are, are, are there things that i could do to make things worse <laughs> as in i'm trying to help but actually they, they have a, a more negative impact
1: oh yeah definitely um i think one of the more uh it's starting to get more widely spoken about or known uh, this concept of uh, toxic positivity you know, where people think that, oh, mm. you always got to be positive, you can't think uh, negative thoughts, you've always got to be on the ball and chasing and chasing. Look, you, you be human, you're, you're human, I'm human, and it's absolutely normal within our range of normal human slash emotional functioning to feel sad and feel down, right? You cannot get rejected to five yeah. jobs, six jobs in a week and say, I'm happy, I'm positive, I'm going to keep going. No, that's not that doesn't make any sense at all right if you feel crap you, you feel crap and you need to acknowledge it and accept that that is what's going on and that's what's happening to me at the moment right and i think that's important because if we don't do that if we are not true to ourselves or not congruent to what we're feeling what's going to happen is that you're going to spend all these resources and, uh, and, 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 and capacity to try and feel good be good do good that kind of thing that and it becomes so tiring that when we actually have a chance to go for an interview or to, to show our worth, like I suppose to, to, to um, recruit us that, you know, we don't because we just have so much capacity uh, spent on elsewhere, like, other places like that is not as useful for us in that sense. Right. So I think that's a big mm-hmm. one. The other one is that whole concept of, 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 of um, not resting that hustle culture, that thing, you know, entrepreneurs love saying that kind of thing. Right. I think that's so incredibly, um, uh, difficult as well, I think to say the least, lah, because that's not true, lah, right? I think if you don't rest, you're gonna break down. Ultimately, you know, if I run my computer for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at some point it's gonna break down. What more someone who's made out of flesh and bone and, and skin and things like that, right? Um, <laughs> I think you work hard, definitely. But I think you have to also factor in that you need time to rest and recuperate and you know sleep and all that kind of good stuff. La. So take care of yourself. La. I think that's really important as well <clears throat>
0: Got it. Actually, when you, when when you do also lose a job, for many people they lose a huge social circle as well. I think, uh, especially my, my myself, I spend way more time with my colleagues, at least pre-pandemic, mm. way more time with my colleagues than I do with my yep. my friends and and often my family too. Uh, and. If you, You do know them very, very well. They're a huge part of your support group, and when you lose the job, you lose that yeah. support group uh, yeah. as, as well. I mean, do do you think people who do not have circles of friends and support groups outside of work suffer much more when they lose a the job than someone who does have those kind of large family, large groups of friends, etc.?
1: Definitely, right. I think you know. I think when you lose your 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 job, right. You know, especially when those people who are social circle are, do evolve around their colleagues and the people that they work with, right? What's going to happen is that, you know, I mean, they're always still going to be there. Of course, they're still going to be your friends, but they, it just changes that, that much like, in that sense like because now they're not someone you're around 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for example, and things like that. Um, that's one massive component right. of availability, right? But I think the second one that is also quite difficult is the whole idea about the the, the shame that can be associated with losing a job sometimes, right? Obviously, there are different ways in which uh, you can lose your job, lah, right? So just generally speaking, if it's something for a negative reason, for example, you know, if I lose my job because I was underperforming, perhaps, you know, do I really want to go back to work and speak to my friends who would may perhaps know that or they suspect that that's what happened? Probably not, right? And when you don't have any social resources outside, like family members, um, friends, even pets for that, for that matter, lah, right? You know, it gets very, very difficult because then it's not... Um, you and your "quote unquote" army against the world—it's you against the wall. and I think that's incredibly scary and tiring for a lot of people, right? And also, even more practical matters, are things like you know, for, um, trying to reach out to your network to find more jobs, for example, job opportunities, for example. Just having a place to crash—if you let's say you lose your accommodation when you lose your job—you know, things, small little practical things like that as well, it can be so incredibly cumulative like, over time, right? And can can really be quite damaging to the candidate in that sense. Huh?
0: Sorry, sorry, I forgot I had my my mic muted then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if I think about the tough times in my life, it is it is the it's the friends and family that you fall back on, right? Yeah. And if you don't, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, but again, from 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 seeing it so many times, I've seen that job job hunting can just become a a vicious cycle as you you, you get more unmotivated as as you go and you get more depressed as the the lack of success just builds and builds and builds and and the, the, the more motivation that you lose the 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 less you're able to project confidence in, in interviews mm-hmm. uh, the less you're able to to be the real the real you uh, and you just become a gotcha. shell um how 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 do you, do you think someone can break that cycle i mean once 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 they're in it and they've recognized that they're in that mm-hmm. that downward spiral it's it's weird i mean i've i've been in situations where i just want to tell someone just be confident just be happy (laughs) but you know that you it's easy to say that but it's not easy to 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 do it easy to be it what what can people do to just break that that cycle and, and 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 start going again
1: yeah yeah uh, you, you know what don't john i think every time you say those things where you say be confident be be you know smile and you know things like that i think that probably amplifies the problem even more because now they already have one big set of problems they're worried about and you just tack on another two three things they need to worry about and be, be mindful about right uh it's probably gonna make it even worse for them in that sense right um i think a good thing to do and this is of course not applicable to everyone but if you have the capacity to you have the resources to do so and you do find yourself in that kind of a negative um, spiral right um it's just pick a step a step back like, from the the search like. because i know sometimes when you're looking for jobs and things like that it can be very uh it can really st- it's almost like getting stuck in a in a in a in quicksand like. you can't get out of it you're just surrounded by it and it's it very overwhelming right and I yeah. think if you have the capacity to take a step away from it, right, that means stop for a little while, do something, you know, do go do some charity work, for example, go be with family and friends, plant a garden, you know, anything, whatever it is, just get out of that rut for a little bit, like, in that sense, like, and give your mind a bit of a circuit breaker, kind of a reset kind of thing, right, so that you can step away from the rejections, the negativity, and all that kind of crazy stuff that you want to go, through when they're unemployed and looking for a job, like, right. And I think that's probably what the most effective way mm. because that allows you to then get back on horse, so to speak, when you're good and ready to and hopefully make you a bit more, uh, you can showcase a bit more of yourself la, rather than who you think you should be and who you think they want to see, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Now, for those of us who, who cannot afford that, like, who don't have the resources to take some time away and you know, finding a job is really quite critical, la, right? I think then it becomes a lot more important for us to be mindful on what we're trying to do, la, right? I think ultimately, at the end of the day, if we try and um, accommodate or we try and... be who the recruiter wants us to be, you know, or we try and guess or anticipate what is expected versus what's wanted from us, right? I think it's going to put us in a situation where it's going to be very, very difficult because if you have, let's say, if I'm speaking to you, John, and I'm trying to uh, anticipate what you are looking for with me, you know, it's it's hard, but maybe I could try. But if suddenly you have a, a panel of three people in front of you, you're just going to, you know, you're going to collapse. You can't do that, right? And if today is the first interview of five that i got lined up, by the time you hear right. the third one, you'll be just exhausted, right? So I think what's uh, more practical would be to not do that, but really zoom in on yourself, uh, focusing on yourself and who you are and what you are able to provide and offer to the the company that you're applying to. uh. And I think the more authentic you are with yourself, I think the more it's going to show. You know, they're going to see the confidence. They're going to see this is who you are. And you know what? I think in the long run, it might even be better for you and the company as well. Because at the end of the day, you are who you are, and they're going to get what they're going to get, and not some facsimile or some, uh, you know, character that you portrayed during the interview. Like, it's <laughs> going to be worse for everybody, like, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I I always tell people in an interview just to yeah. just be yourself, <laughs> to be authentic, because. If you're, if you're pretending to be something that you're not and you get hired, right. you're, they're, they're going to expect you to be something that you're not for six months, so a yeah. year, two years, three years. You have to keep this act up. Right. And it's keeping an act up can be more um, energy-sucking than the actual job itself. Yeah. Uh, the the <laughs> job takes up X amount of energy, but actually pretending to be this other person takes up exactly more right. energy. Exactly. Uh, so I always just tell people, be beep. It, it be yourself, and if you don't get hired, it's probably yeah, actually a good deal. Yeah. Um, but unless, of course, you know, some people just do need a paycheck, <laughs> and it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to really give right. advice for, for, for to that that person in that difficult situation. Yeah, that's right. um, But actually, for someone, yeah. for someone who is maybe um, quite motivated already, and and you know, very very stable, and they but they're just starting their mm-hmm. their job search. Um, what what advice? would you give to them to make sure that they're able to stay motivated that they're able to maintain uh their, their mental health through the job search uh journey even, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't go very well you know if you if you if you manage to talk to them before they before they even even yeah. start what what kind of advice would you would you give them? not 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 so much about how to how to look for a job but right. uh uh, how to stay motivated and how to stop yourself hiding into a, yeah, a, a yeah, work yeah. I
1: think that's a fantastic question. And I think a lot of, this is something that a lot of, I think young graduates, fresh graduates will be encountering, right? I think one of yeah. the best ways you can do that is to, um, even before you start the entire job search, like what you said, John, right? I think it's to really manage your expectations. Though. I think, you know, the 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 whole idea of getting a job the first time, go for an interview or the second time, go for an interview or very soon after you graduate, like, is this... It's a, it's a it's a it's a good idea. It's something that is possible, but you know, more often than not, it's sometimes it's not very realistic in that sense. Though I think you probably know this better than I do, John. Mm-hmm. Do you know the the average amount of time that people take to create a job, their first job? Like, do you do you have any idea on that?
0: I I I don't I don't know offhand, but uh, I mean, people right. can easily spend right months, exactly, especially three, if right.
1: you're in a you have a degree that's a very competitive on like a business degree or an IT degree, for example. It's it's quite mm-hmm. hard, right? So I think the first thing that you can do, a really good thing you can do is to just manage your expectations. I think if you build into this idea of job hunting that you are going to have, yeah, encounter failures, you are going to miss out on like uh, dream jobs, ideal jobs, and things like that, that actually helps you manage those expectations and make you a bit more robust because then it's built into the entire experience. You know that's what to happen to you. You know that's what you're likely to encounter and that's going to make it that much more... Uh, I want to say palatable, but I think it's under, its acceptable. I think it's something that we can say, okay, this is this is part and parcel of that process. Um, I think speaking to people like um friends or people who've been through the process before, or even people like you, who are able to give such fantastic advice to the to young joiners and young, uh, employee prospective employees, like that like it's fantastic as well because then like we talked about earlier on the unknown is taken away and we make it known we make it part of our expectations or part of our our series of events that we have to go through are the hoops we have to jump through so mm. to speak then like. that can be really helpful to, keep, to make them stay motivated like. mm.
0: one of the one, one of the things that i found very useful is to also realign your goals yeah. uh, so sometimes when you, when, you, when you start something i think your your goal is to get a job mm, uh, mm. and that's something that you potentially have very little control over mm-hmm. uh, um, whereas you can you can set yourself many much smaller goals yeah. which you do have a hundred percent control yeah, over yeah. like get your get optimize your CV right. uh, or, or just write a better summary for your CV mm. write a better summary for your LinkedIn profile take a better LinkedIn profile picture mm. uh, Get a recommendation from somebody, write right. a reference. All, all these, all these kind of smaller goals, which are, are a really important part of job hunting. Mm-hmm. Start setting those small goals rather than setting the big goal. Um, and as you work your way through them, you'll be getting closer and closer to uh, the larger goal. But you'll be hitting goals yeah. constantly, yeah. rather than always missing the, 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 the big goal. Yeah, and um, we actually
1: do this in therapy as well. You
0: know, I, I found out. mean
1: Oh, sorry, John. Uh, I think we, we missed a uh, time. I was going to say, it's a lot of like therapy as well. You know, so We get clients all the time who come in and say, hey, Joel, I want to be happy. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what does happy mean to you? What, How do you break down happy <laughs> in your words so that we can make it nice and achievable? Exactly right. I think those were fantastic words you shared this now, John. Really great advice as well.
0: Fantastic. So I think that covers um, everything I wanted to talk today oh, really? about today, uh, Joel. Yeah. Uh, so again, thank you. So much for for coming on. Um, if some if someone watching this show does want to get in yeah. touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch?
1: Um, with you? So they've got a few ways. Um, so the easiest way is just to head on to our website, uh, the um, and you can check us out there. All our contact information is there. What we do is there, and all our profiles is there as well. Uh we're on most major social media platforms, so Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um you can find us at the Mind PSAT. So that's uh Penang, Singapore, Australia, uh, Thailand, right? The Mind PSAT. And we are trying to work our way towards becoming uh more of a we're trying to reach out lah, to the community as much as possible, lah, right? So one of the things that we've been trying to do quite a bit yeah. nowadays is to demystify psychology a little bit i think you know therapists like like me for example we're really good at reading the textbook but sometimes you know when we convey that textbook to the community it can be a bit of a struggle <laughs> so we're trying very hard to do that to make sure that you know what we know is able to be disseminated so what i've been telling my team of late is that you know yep. if you can't translate this information and share that with your grandparents you're doing it wrong you do it again make sure you get it right right so we're trying to do a lot of that so look out for that as well <laughs>
0: Fantastic. So thanks, thanks again so much for uh, giving me some time mm-hmm. to come on the show. Um, everyone who's watching, I hope this has been valuable for you. Um, I do spend a lot of time working with people who are job hunting, regardless of whether they're applying to work at VHR or if they're just looking for hints and tips on how to in- improve their job search. So please do get in touch with me if you feel the need. Other than that, thank you so much for watching. Have a fantastic day and do tune in for the next show. Yeah. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you.